contamination. A very complex sugi of Gemara that we have here, we have in, in Psochim, we have in Chulin, and various different places in, in Shas, dealing with matters relating to Kashrut. Uh, but as we've seen over the last little while, we've been able to extract some amazing life principles from Masech Tanozu, who thought that such a thing would be possible. Uh, and yet, look, look at what we've discovered over the, over the last few weeks. And, and here again, we're only going to touch, the difficulty with the sugya is from the purposes of a matmonim shir is not to be drawn into it, uh, because then you'll spend weeks on it. Uh, and we've only got 15 minutes, so that's a bit of a challenge. So what we're going to do is just just work on the first line or two of the of, of the sugya, uh, which is based on two psukim, one in Parshat Naso and one in Parshat Vayikra, and the Mishnah back on Lamed Dalad. So let's go through that quickly. The, the, the din, the posuk in Parshat Naso, is that a uh, Nazir um, is not allowed to drink wine and, and vinegar and beer, as, as we know. And then the Torah adds a, it's a strange phrase, and anything soaked in grapes, or in other words, soaked in wine, um, he's also not allowed to eat. And the Pasuk in Vayikra, on a different topic altogether, where the Korban Mincha, whenever you bring a Korban Mincha, lo chametz, it may not be brought with chametz. Kol so'or v'chol dvash lo taktiru mimenu Hashem. There should be no um, yeast and no honey uh, in, the, in the Korban Mincha. That's the, those are the Pasukim. The, the Mishnah back on Lamed Dalet said, Mishnah Rishon Omer, originally the Mishnah was learned, Ad yayin, that a Nazir is not chayev, uh, he hasn't transgressed his Nazirut until he has drunk a reviet of wine. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Afilu shara pito Rabbi Akiva is mechadish, an, an amazing halacha, that even if he soaked bread in, in wine, so the bread is a kezayit, but the wine is much less than a kezayit. That also makes him chayev, although he's had much less than a kezayit of wine, he's, he's still chayev, he's transgressed his nazirut and his, and his chayev. On that, in our Gemara, the bottom of Lamed Hamud Bet, Rabbi Avau says in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, kol isurim sheba Torah en heter mitztaref isur. In all other cases in the Torah, you can't, Heter, something which is kosher, doesn't join with something that is asur to make the whole thing asur. As in our case here, there's a, the wine is asur, the bread is mutar, the wine is prohibited, the bread is permitted. Um, there's only a small quantity of wine, but there's a kazayat, there's a, as much of a, a there's a, the right measure of bread soaked in wine. And that's enough to cause it isur, but that's only by nozir, chutzmi says Rabbi Yochanan, this is only by nazirut. Why? Because we learn it specifically, Sharei Amrat Torah Mishrat, because of the word Mishrat, soaked in, in wine. And Rashi explains that uh, if there was enough wine, then you wouldn't have to say Mishrat. We would know that it's, it, he's been over his desert because he drank the wine. If there's a kazayat of wine, then you don't need uh, the kazayat of, of grapes, you don't need Mishrat. So Mishrat comes to tell you a chidush, in the case of nausea, that even though there's only a small amount of wine, if it's eaten together with the with the bread and together it's a kazait, that's that's okay. 
Zairi Amar, Zairi says, Afsa or Beval Taktiru. The same halacha applies in Korbanot. When you bring a Korban Minche, you're not allowed to bring Saor, you're not allowed to bring yeast with it. There too, if you bring Matzah and yeast, and together there is the shear of a Kazai, together they make the forbidden measure. Then also the Heter is Mitztarif Isur, the permissible joins the non-permissible, and the whole thing becomes Asur. Um, Rashi, there's an important Machlokas Rashi in Tosus, we won't go into Tosus' view, but Rashi's view is they don't have to be mixed together. You could have a bit of wine, uh, or you, you could have a bit of heter and a bit of isur, and you eat them at the same time. It's not that the tatar of it, it's not a mixture. They're two separate pieces. You've got a piece of heter, a piece of isur, and together it makes a kazayat. So you've got, you've got bread. It's not, it's not even that you've smeared, you've made a sandwich of your bread with isur on top of the bread. You've got a bit of isur, you've got something which is not kosher and something which is kosher, and you eat them together. If we say heter mitztaref isur, if we say this principle that the permissible joins the non-permissible, then the whole thing becomes one shiur. So we have to understand how does that work? Why, why does that work? And it's interesting, I've, I've been a little bit troubled by the idea of why do we say heter mitztaref isur and not isur mitztaref heter? If we're making one like that, normally we talk about bitul. We talk about undoing the issue with the with the, a majority which is which is mutar. If you've got a mixture and the, most of it is permissible and a little bit is not permissible, then we mivatel. We cancel out the non-permissible. Why here is it so clear that it's the heter that's mitzdarif issue? So the um, we we can we can understand it in the Rashi if we. Look at it this way. The issue is not how much wine there is. Let's take the case of the Nazir. The issue is not how much wine there is. Even if there's a little bit of, of wine, it's Isumidaraisa, Chatsi Shiur, Asumidaraisa. Even though it's a half of the measure, you still, it's still also. The question is to be high of Malkot, to have to actually be punished for the action. There's got to be an action. There's got to be a deed. You've got to do something. And eating is considered a Kazait. If you have less than a Kazait, that's not called eating. That's called nibbling. And nibbling, you're not chayyeh for, you're chayyeh for eating. And it, so, so if you had a little bit of, of the nausea, has a little bit of wine, that's, he's, it's also, he's, he's transgressed the nizirut midoraita, but he's not uh, liable yet for, for punishment because he did, there wasn't an act of eating. It wasn't a gesunter bite, a real swallowing and a meaningful amount of the food. But if he puts it together with the bread, it's not that the bread joins the wine and becomes also like the wine. The bread doesn't become also. All that's happening is, since he puts them both in his mouth, that's an act of eating. So now he's done two things. He's drunk wine, which he shouldn't, and he's done it in an act of serious eating. He's had a kazayat. So I understand how Rashi works and how this principle works. The, the heter creates an act of eating which makes the osur, the, the isur, liable, punishable. Good, I get it. The problem is the continuation of the Gemara. How does the Gemara continue? The Zairi says, even with Saor Bal Taktir. So how does that work? And th- there's a beautiful Karen Oira, which is the first principle of the Matmanim. The, the Karen Oira says what he doesn't understand is what joins these things together. How do they become one? Since you're eating the bread and the wine together, it's one act of eating, says the Karen Oira. I get that. But on the Mizbeach, 
You put Saor on the Mizbeach and you put Matzah on the Mizbeach for Korban Mincha and they're next to each other but not mixed. Why will we make that one? What makes it one? If you say that the issue is the act of eating, that's a din in Achila. So I understand Rabbi Yochanan, it says only by Nazirut, because that's a din in Achila, that's a din in eating. But Za'eriu says, even on the Mizbeach, that is so. Ask the Kerenoira, what connects these two things on the Mizbeach? What makes them one? If on one end of the Mizbeach you put Tzor, and on the other side of the Mizbeach you put Matzah, what's going to connect them? There's a, there can be a few meters in between them. Even if they, he sacrifices them together, what makes it one, asks the Kerenoyer. Even though each one retains its own identity, since they're brought for a common purpose. And there's an amazing philosophic, conceptual idea that we can use in business, we can use in family, we can use in society. When two individuals or more individuals are bound by common purpose, they become one. Individuals become a team. What makes a team? They, they, have a, they have a common purpose. That's what makes them into a team. They're do, different individuals and they're diverse. They're black and they're white and they're men and they're women and they're all sorts of different diverse people. But they're a team. What makes them a team? Common purpose. What makes a husband and wife a team? Common purpose. When there isn't common purpose, there's pirud. They separate apart. Says the Kerenora, the fact that they're both being brought on the Mizbah for a korban makes them one. Fine, so I get it. That's a lovely idea. So we see that our common purpose creates oneness, it unifies. That's, that's wonderful. But why does it unify to the negative side? Why does it make it Isur? Why not unify to the positive side? Why not say the Isur is mitzarev to the, to the heter, the Saor, <coughs> the yeast joins the matzah and it's all mutar. Why are we so sure that it's heter mitzarev le, le Isur? See, here we can get a little bit philosophic and we can understand an amazing idea. In, in what is it that causes us to sabotage ourselves? We, we do it over and over and over again. Sabotage ourselves. Uh, we're on a diet and we break the diet. We've decided to come to the shir and we oversleep. We decided not to talk Losh and Horror and we get into a conversation and a word slips out. We sabotage ourselves over. What's that, what's that all about? Says the Gemara in Broches, Daf Yudzayin, Rabbi Alexandri. Rabbi Alexandri was a Darshan. Rabbi Alexandri was the, the hero of the Chofetz Chaim. He was the one who created the, the, the word Chofetz Chaim because he went out and he's the one who used to say, Who wants, who wants life? Who wants life? I've got life potence. Uh, and imagine if he had a YouTube channel. I, I've got a potent for, for, for longevity. And you'll imagine how many millions of hits he gets. And he's there, he gives the potent. And so on. So that was Rabbi Alexandri. So Rabbi Alexandri says here he, he had a, a tefillah that he used to say every day. You know we want to fulfill your will. No, we don't set out every morning to be bad. We don't set out every morning to do our veirot or not to do mitzvot. You know we get up in the morning with good intention. We say, Modea, Anilu, Fanecha. You know what we mean. We say our brochus. You know we intend to have a good day. What sabotages us? The fact that we have to work for a living and 
in living in difficult conditions, and the Saor Shebeisa, the yeast that is in the dough. Save us from the yeast in the dough. It says Rashi, Saor is not just sour within itself. Saor yeast is machmitz. It causes the sourness in the, in the bread. It infuses sourness. It infects the bread with sourness. As, and as important as sour is, there are times when you have to bring sour on the Mizbeach and on Shavuot. You've got to bring sour. It's not that sour is inherently bad. And what is sour at the end of the day? All that sour is, it takes the ingredients of matzah and it blows it up. That's the ego. That what, that's what Yetzirah, it just blows us up. It bloats us. There's no substance in it. It's nothing. It's hot air. That's all it is. And it's machmitz, it causes the other to become chometz. So what do we see the power of sa'or is its power to cause sourness, not its own sourness. Chometz is sour. Sa'or causes sourness, and that's why it's more serious than chametz on Pesach as well. What about honey, which is also also we saw in the Pesach? What's the relationship? In the Yerushalmi, Rabbi Avon says, V'esir Hashemim Choli where it says in the Pesach in Parshas Ekev that Hashem will remove all the illness that He put in Mitzrayim, He will remove from you. What illness is it talking about? It's talking about psychological illness, not physical illness. Because the Yetzirah starts off being sweet. So why do you, you, you wonder, you, in the case of Rabbi Alexandra's tefillah, the Saor Shebaisa causes, the ego causes it, the Yetzirah causes it. So why, don't we, so why do we follow it? So don't do it. Because the Yetzer Hara is sweet in the beginning. It feels good, and then we have remorse later on. Shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have said that. Should have gone to the Shir. Should have done with the Minyan. All these things that we say afterwards, afterwards, but at the time, it's just easier not to do it that way. We're attracted to, that, to it. So we see a connection between Hani and the Balaturim brings us on the Posuk, between Hani and Saor. Both of them cause sweetness in the one case and sourness in the other case. But both of them refer to the Yetzirah, the, the ego of, of the Saor and the sweetness, the apparent sweetness of honey. We, we know that sugar is a bad thing, but we, many of us are addicted to sugar. What is that about? We know it's bad for us. We know it's poison. And we eat it. Why, why do we do that? Because it's sweet. That's, that, that's the dvash. That's it. Sweet. It's nice. We're attracted to the nice. And the Ramban says that's what happened at Eitzhadah Toverah. Until the Eitzhadah Toverah, a man was attracted to what was true and repelled by what was false. After the Eitzhadah, a man was attracted by what is yummy and, and repelled by what is, is taste disgusting. We, we start becoming attracted by our senses instead of our mind. That's what the Eitzhadah was. Toverah, not Emet Vashekeh. If it tastes good, then we do it. Then, then we follow it. Addiction was introduced with the Yetzirah, with the Yetzirah Tovarah. That was the introduction of, of addiction. And we're addicted to our own ego, and we're addicted to sweet things, and we're addicted to all the things that, that, that cause us addiction. That comes from, from that time. And that's represented by, by the honey and the sore. Okay, so we see honey and sore infuse, they contaminate the things they come into contact with, with their sweetness and sourness, both of which are destructive. But, but we go for it. What about wine? 
very first Gemara in Masechta Nozir. Why is Nozir in Noshim? Why is Nozir in, in Seder Noshim? It should be in Kochim. Says the, the Gemara, Tana Akraika, we, we follow the Chumash. Vayayim lotim tzachem b'nav ki matzah b'arevat davar, vachikamar, mi garam la la'avira, yayim. What happens to, if a woman chas v'sholem does, has an affair and so on, what causes that? Yayim. That usually happens at a bar. That usually happens over a glass of wine. That's where it starts. So in all three cases, So why do you become a nozir? Because you've experienced this kind of degenerate behavior. And so you withdraw yourself from wine as a protection. So here we've got it. Wine, honey, and soor are all things that, that cause disintegration. They cause sabotage. They undo our marriages and family life. They undo our, our spiritual life. They undo our psychological life. Ego and addiction and intoxication. Those are the three things that destroy our lives. As good as they are, yeah, wine is good and sorry is good and, and dvash is good. But within them, they, they have within them the capacity to cause contamination. So now when we say in the case of, and where do we learn this whole thing of Heta Mitzdarif Le'isu? We learn it from Mishrat in the case of Nozi. We learn it from wine. We learn it from Seor. We learn it from Devash. Those are three things that contaminate. So what did we start off asking? Why does Heta Mitzdarif Le'isu? Why does the permissible join the non-permissible? Shouldn't it be the other way around? Let it be Isu Mitzdarif Le'heta. Now, if you look at the very essence of what we're learning and the principles that we're learning, we're learning the power of those three properties to contaminate the power of intoxication, the power of sweetness and addiction, and the power of ego to cause destructive, distraction and to sabotage. That's why heter mitzdarif le'isur. When you've got that in the mix, even good things become negative. Even the good things you want to do, if they're contaminated with ego, they become negative. Even the good things you want to eat, if they're contaminated with, with unhealthy sweetness, they become destructive. Even the good things you want to do over a glass of wine, if you have too much of it, it can become destructive. That's what we have to learn and understand for, for a life principle out of the principle of Heter Mitzdarif Le'isu.